0: climb aboard if you dare for our new road trip through Scotland. Scenic and beautiful but of course looks can be deceiving. Join your hosts as they take you through some of the most terrifying places Scotland has to offer. If you'd feel safer You're welcome to wait in the camper until we return, just know it's had a history full of attracting some heinous, curious creatures, thus being its intended purpose of course. Fleeing however, would be ill-advised, who knows what strange things you'll encounter out there, so far, far from home, where no one will hear you scream, let us light a warm fire and begin our tale of hope. Your victims, I mean your listeners, have been warned, Shay.
1: I'm Shay, and I'm here in our cryptid camper with Tom. We'd like to thank you for being brave enough to join us for our fourth season of Scare Your Pants Off, our Scotland road trip. This is episode seven, and for our hunt, we've set up camp in the Lennox Castle Hospital. How you doing, Tom?
2: I am really, really good. How are you?
1: I am a bag of crap. (laughs) I don't know what, I don't know what thing, what bug has creeped into me, but I feel like I should be living in a dumpster, honestly. (laughs) That's how it feels.
2: Yeah, something's going around. There's a bunch of guys at my work that are sick. One actually just went to the hospital the other day just because it's it's been weeks. And he's coughing and his ribs hurt. And I'm hearing that people are actually cracking and breaking ribs from coughing so hard from whatever this is and stuff. I went to Walmart last night. And uh, for some reason, I just became super aware of my surroundings in there. And people are just yeah coughing and gagging everywhere you turned and i'm just like i feel like uh, like uh like it's some sort of like i said a movie or something where everybody's got this virus that's going to kill the the world it's so oh i'm sorry that you have it whatever it is
1: <laughs> me too oh the ribs though thats that's like a thing for sure my i i don't have a low pain tolerance my ribs my ribs borderline have me in tears when I go into coughing fit now, cause it's been it's been close to a week now, and I can't. They they just they feel like they're all they feel like they're just in shambles now. Oh, 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 oh. God, that sucks. That yeah. sucks. Oh, so f- yeah, it's not great. But uh, well, on to better news. Have you watched anything? Have you done anything fun or interesting or?
2: Well, I mean, we're recording. It's right after Christmas. Glad that that's over. <laughs> yeah, <You> know, glad <laughs> yeah. that past Christmas. Um, you know, it, it's always nice, you know, family, whatever. it's nice, but it's a really fun to know you get past, past, yeah. Um, as far as funds, I mean, a couple of weeks ago, you guys came down for a, uh, we did like a little game night party thing. That was a lot of fun. But Other than that, not too much. Um, As far as watching stuff, um, so actually, something I just saw as I got up this morning, I kind of play around my phone for a few minutes, they just released some stills from season four of Evil, so it's going to be some point in 2024, there's not a set date, but they did release some pictures from season four. that's uh, exciting because like that. I thought that um, was done. Nope. No, it was, uh, they, uh, it's, the uh, it does incredible ratings, I guess, for them on the Paramount Network. Um, if it were on TV, it would have been done a while ago if they had kept it just on CBS. Um, but moving it to Paramount and just... The you know it's cheaper from to keep it there plus it's found a better audience on it because people can just go on at any time and watch it as opposed to you know oh it's tuesday or whatever night it was so i'm excited for that um i started the new season of dr death which is based on a podcast the um, it, the first season was based on the first season of the podcast about a doctor um, that just he was a bad doctor and it's true it's all true oh, yeah. and, and, and you know he killed people and he was just and it wasn't purpose he was just a bad doctor he wasn't trying to kill them and then this now this season is actually season three of the podcast um, about another doctor that um again he's not trying to kill people but ends up you know his ambition takes over him um mandy moore is in it and um i forget the other guy's name but that's pretty good and i just started the the new season last night of letter the final season um which is always funny so what about you yeah. you watch anything good
1: so I'm super excited that Evil's coming back because I legit thought it was done. And I I don't know why I thought that either. I don't know if I read that somewhere and it was just like that they think it or whatever. But I'm so glad that's coming back. That is a fantastic show. And I'm glad I found a good home on a, on a, on a streaming thing that I can be appreciated on because it should be. I have already finished Dr. Death Season 2. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah it's oh, okay. so good for a
2: fan of um you that uh, uh okay because i remember talking to somebody about it and not and they didn't know much about it so okay so yeah, it's good no, it's
1: yeah it is so it's funny because you said they, they weren't doing it on purpose but after <laughs> after after a point after they get to a point where they know what they're doing is not working it's on purpose it's now it's I mean I know maybe technically they're not going in like, oh I'm gonna kill them. Yeah. But they're going in like oh, I'm gonna kill them. <laughs> I mean, maybe not literally, but um No, letter Kenny. I know Erica watched that. I can't understand any and I don't know why my brain will not will not filter their words. Mm-hmm. I it's literally it sounds like the peanuts' parents talking. And it's and I, I watch stuff with all sorts of different accents. I like. I love like um, Penny Dreadful and, and like anything like that. Australia, everything. But for some reason, they emphasize that that like. <laughs> I don't even know so much. I can't. I can't understand a damn thing they say, and it's it just doesn't hit me funny. It h- hits Eric hysterically. It hits Blue hysterically. I wish it hit me hysterically, but it does not.
2: You're not the first person I've heard that either. And there's certain characters I struggle with, um, uh, like, if they bring, like, outside characters from, like, Newf- Fundy or Newfoundland and that area, because they have a really crazy accent over there, so, I, yeah. but you are definitely not the first person that I have heard say that, like, I can't understand, like, 80% of the characters, and so, nope. um, but I love it. I love it. Something I forgot. I am almost done with the current season of Invasion. God, I can't believe I haven't been watching that. I didn't watch that show until just recently. I just can't believe how good that show is.
1: Yeah, it is. It is so good. It again, it took us by surprise too. Like it just happened to me. Um, I'm more. I'm a little more sci-fi heavy than Eric is. I'll jump into stuff more willingly than he does. And um, but I saw it and was like, "Well, let's give it a try," and it had us really quick. But season two was fantastic. Oh, good, so good. Uh,
2: anything else you watch? Good. Anything else?
1: No, I think that's about it. Um, what about you? Anything else?
2: Not really. Like, like I said, t- kind of tough during this season to really watch a lot of stuff just because the holidays and everything like that. So,
1: yeah. Alright, well, then do you want to jump on into our curious creature this week?
0: Pay no attention to those distant screams of terror. I'm sure they're just our hands, creature, or cryptid. You should be safe right here. Yeah, yeah.
2: I have our curious creature, and I had heard of this. Um, I'm gonna spell out the uh, the the creature. It's how it's spelled. It's S I T H. Always looked at it, thought it was ku sith You know, I mean, why not? Because that's how it's spelled. ku sith Above the U, there's some sort of little design the little thing, I, I don't know what it is. But um but as I was researching this, I I learned something that I did not know. So within Scottish and Irish Gaelic, S-I-T-H, S-I-T-H-E, S-I-D-H, S-I-D-H-E, and similar spellings like that is not Sith or Sid, it's she. It, like, oh, So, I'm such a fucking child that my career's creature this week is the koo She Say it quick enough. koo Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm such a child. And earlier in the season, I did the Boo-Bree. So and now yeah, I hit yeah. the, the coochie. So <laughs> if, if the season ended today, I'd be happy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you, you hit you hit all the you hit both the. Yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's um, hysterical!
2: And like and so even um, Banshee. So. The way we spell it, Banshee, B-A-N-S-H-E-E, that's Americanized. It was actually uh, two words of most times. It was B-A-N and then S-I-D-H-E. So I found that kind of
1: interesting.
2: Um, but anyway. The, what, the, what,
1: a, what a dirty people. <laughs> 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 I love it. Go on. <laughs>
0: Uh,
2: the Coochie is a mythical hound found in Scottish and Irish folklore. Alright. So, the Coochie is a spectral hound from Scottish folklore that haunts the Scottish Highlands. Not to be con- uh, confused with the Catchy, which is another. Curious creature in Scottish folklore and it's super cool. Um if we don't cover it this season, guys, um, I could check out the cat check out the cushy and the cat. She, uh, they're really, really cool. Uh All right. so the the Cushy's name translates to essentially fairy dog. In Scottish folklore, the coochie is, is said to have a dark green shaggy coat of fur, and is approximately the size of a large calf. I've seen some people say as large as a bull, but most I saw it was a large calf. Uh, whereas in Celtic Irish folklore, its fur is said to be dark black. This is interesting as the color green is associated with the fairy realm which these creatures are known to travel to it, it is said to have very large eyes that seem to have a fiery glow its tail is said to be long and curled and is sometimes described as braided its paws are said to be the size of an adult male's hand and the creature is believed to roam the moors of the Scottish Highlands and make their homes in the rocky crevices of the area, or some people say crevasses. With many recalling seeing their glowing eyes peering from the dark crevices aside from its daunting physical appearance the kushi was feared due to its due to the belief it was a harbinger of death similar to the grim reaper so while the catchee would steal the souls of the dead it was believed that the kushi would take souls to the fairy realm and some lords the actual underworld and not the fairy realm Although the Kushi most often hunted in silence, on occasion it would or will let out three loud, blood-curdling howls that could be heard for miles over land and sea. Any of those that heard the beast's screams need to reach a place of safety before the third howl. If they don't, they will be overcome with dread and die from sheer terror. So uh, I tried to figure out like a place of safety that, that had me curious and I had seen homes, I had seen, you know, uh, people's barns, people's homes. I had even seen like somebody hot hid in like a little cave, um, but it's not super clear what they mean by a uh, place of safety. When uh, this loud roar was heard, the men and husbands would lock up all the women that were nursing babies. And this was in order to prevent the Kushi from stealing and whisking the mothers away to the fairy realm. Once there, the mothers would be forced to give up their milk to feed the children of the Donny Sith. Or Don—I I forget how to pronounce it. It's D A O I N E. I said Sith, but it should be She. It's like the Donny she, or something like that. D A O I N E, and which translates to the peoples of the Fairy Mound, and were often thought of as the forefathers of the gods and goddesses of nature's. These creatures lived in fairy mounds, which was said to be the visible aspect in entrance to their realm, the fairy realm, which is thought to be a parallel universe existing alongside our own. Well, that's about it for this strange creature, but I absolutely love this one, not only just because of the name uh, <laughs> of Kushi. But I, um, this, this he had a little, it has a little bit of everything for me in this one. It's a weird animal, sort of an amalgam of different things. It has a spooky appearance, it has magical superpowers, great folklore. Um, yeah, I just love this one, the Kushi. And that's what I got.
1: So, yeah, that that was, that was fantastic. I'm so glad that I was incorrect as to how that was pronounced because it would not have been as fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, first off, how is, how is the coochie not a cat? I don't don't understand why it's not a cat.
2: (laughs) No, that's true. at that's a good boy
1: <laughs> You brought up that you brought up the the coochie crevice, and I almost I almost spit everywhere <laughs> again. <laughs> no, and I also find it sp- funny that it takes souls. Now, of all the things that can take your souls, <laughs> it's a funny thing to do. It you <laughs> know, on on a serious note, it sounds a little bit like a like a more elvish or fae hellhound, really
2: mhm yep um,
1: you know the the Chi, i think it's the Chi, if i'm not mistaken but it I, that literally just means it's a race of fairies and elves i know <laughs> i'm like super nerdy i love that stuff but um it's just it's literally just a race of fairies and elves so when you said that they locked up the <laughs> The breastfeeding women, I, I honestly, I thought, I thought you were gonna say, 'Cause if they didn't, and they got them, then they are gonna latch right the fuck on, <laughs> and I, was, I was, gonna tap out. <laughs> I was gonna be done. I wouldn't have had anything else. Um,
0: oh, that's amazing. I
1: am, I am loving the cryptids in Scotland because I am apps. I love, like the fairy and the elf. All that stuff and there's so much of that like intertwined into all like a lot of the cryptids in scotland so it's awesome
2: yeah there is um they do a lot of them do tie into fairies i'm, I'm finding it, which is really cool like it could like in some way and it, it might not just be just you know straightforward they might just tangentially be related to the fairies but it, it's really cool and i'm with you it's like so far, most of these curious creatures have just been... They're a lot of fun. Like I said, this one had everything that you look for, or at least I look for in a cryptid or a curious creature between, you know, just the the appearance to the folklore to, ma- you know, because I love any cryptid that has magical abilities in some way, you know? So I, I am right there with you on uh, uh, on that.
1: But, no, that was awesome, and, and it paints a really cool picture. And I like anything that travels between realms, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I don't know, I, just, I I love that. But great choice, it was very uh, great choice, great job, and that was fun.
2: Yeah, that one was fun.
1: That was. Do, do you have anything else on the Gucci? <laughs> <laughs> not
2: at the moment.
1: <laughs> okay, well that's good. All right, well i have the hunt for the week yes ah you're still here
0: step on in for those terrifying haunted tales i'm sure there's nothing to really be afraid of
1: today i'm going to talk about i initially when i when i wrote it down it was gonna be Lennox Tower I actually found out Lennox Tower is Lennox Castle Hospital so I didn't huh. know that they were the same thing but they are huh. and it's and it's pretty cool so um, it was built in 1837 by David Hamilton and it was mainly a residence until World War I when it was used as a temporary medical hospital a uh, military hospital sorry um, in 1927, it was purchased by uh, the Glasgow Co- Corporation and was converted to a hospital. And this is a quote for people with mental deficiencies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That would that went right up me sideways, but that is legitimately like what he was quoted as the purpose of the hospital was. Now, and we know that back then, we know back then what mental deficiencies even were. In that they weren't even always that, even though that is horribly. But no, in 1936 it was fully operational, and sorry, in 1936 it was a fully operational hospital for those stated above. The castle was the uh, was the nurses' home, whereas the 1,200 patients lived within uh, the rest of the facility ground, so the tower is actually where the nurses lived, I believe. (laughs) The hospital would eventually be thought of as dangerous and overcrowded and understaffed and underfunded, obviously, like most of those places were. By 1982, there were over 1,300 patients, ranging from 10 to over 70 years old. Uh, they were tended to by a staff of under 500. Of that number, so I know 500 to 1300 might not seem too awful, but let's break that number down a little. Of those numbers, less than half of them were actually qualified nurses. Uh, so that really—that's 250 or less people actually medically trained. To take care of these people in the hospital, and everyone else is probably just you know, like cleaning. And oh, you can remember they have to be fed, they have to, and there's a lot of other work of 500 people, and half of them are the only ones being really medically trained as nurses. Not great, no, not good. <laughs> no, from the 40s to the 60s, uh, there was also a maternity ward, and at I don't know, it knowing how they treated the patients with disabilities and the ones that honestly probably ended up, ended up accruing disabilities in there because of how they were treated. Um, it's just scary to think of having now and you have all these pregnant mothers walking around in there who, this is their option, this is where they're going to be, you know. Oh,
2: quick question on that. Uh, it- for just anybody or was it with mental I don't want to say you know what I mean but um, yeah or it was just for the public like a maternity ward like anybody
1: so it reads and I could be wrong if anyone knows tell us but it reads like it was for the public
2: okay that's what it sounded like what you were saying I just wanted to clarify yeah
1: I couldn't find anything saying for the patients I couldn't find a number of pregnant patients or anything like that, so, like, it legit read, like, it was they just looking for more fundage, I guess, and now added a pregnant wing. but. Now, finally, in 2002, which is shocking, in 2002, (laughs) this place closed. (laughs) Uh, Patients not needing meds were given them to subdue them um, in a only a sh- really a shockingly small amount of the patients actually needed medications, but they were medicating a high volume of them just to keep them calm and to keep them subdued so the very small staff could handle them. Now, a man was actually found burnt to death in a bathroom. Oh and there's a... Yeah, right? Um, a mass grave of severely... Disabled children are also possibly on the ground. Now, there's a story under this, which is actually really, really neat. And it's really, really sad, It's, it's, but it's amazing to hear his story. And everybody should look it up. I'm going to tell you a little bit about it, but it's the Huey McIntyre story. Excuse me. It's the Huey McIntyre story. So... He was adopted as a baby. And then eventually, the family that adopted him didn't want him. And they sent him to Lenox. Uh, he was never seen by his adopted parents again. Years later, 16 years later, after he was put in there... Um, he, he didn't know why. He would eventually be released. And as an adult, still... Like... Even he's gone back and visited the grounds. He still doesn't know why he was put in there. There's nothing wrong with him. He is a fully functioning hu- human with no no real reason. So it was legitimately like he was just abandoned there. And that's so messed up. Now, his account is heartbreaking. He, he said that he, like, he recalled being beaten daily. Uh, he wasn't allowed to leave the bed in the morning until the staff shook him out of the bed, like picked the bed up and shook him out of it. Um, he ran away. Uh, it doesn't I've seen he ran away once, and I've seen he ran away multiple times. I'm not sure which one. Um, but he was dragged back by staff and beaten. Now, when the cost when the hospital finally did closed when it was decommissioned sorry it was discovered that they weren't just releasing patients but it had also been uh somewhat of a home for those who had lived there because they had nowhere else to live so they weren't just releasing patients they were pushing other people that were legitimately there because they had nowhere else to be it had almost become somewhat of like a a, a homeless shelter too Now, of the hauntings, this is what is seen. Um, There's apparitions of children have been seen on the ground. You can hear their uh, laughter. You can hear some cries, which is sad. Um, People who visit the ground say that you have a constant, uneasy, sick feeling. And that there are smells of rotting meat randomly will just walk by you in an area that it doesn't make any sense. And, And that's it. But, yeah. That place is absolutely insane. It's
2: not horrifying.
1: The yeah. Place,
2: yeah, the place sounded horrifying. Thank God it's closed. Um, now you're done, right? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. It, it, I mean, we know, uh, you know, uh, psychiatry, mental health, all that. We, we it, it's, it, it has a dark history. It has a really, really dark, and we. We know that through, you know, just records and everything and just stuff that they've done. And to be treated, they were doing that they thought might be good, like lobotomies and uh, and shock therapy and all that, and uh, the water therapy is that just like burnt people or froze people. Um, just, but it just sounds horrific. I mean, I mean, it makes sense that this place would obviously. I mean, as we've doing this for four seasons now, um, you know, we know that mental institutions, asylums, stuff like that, have a tendency to be very, very haunted because of all that, which makes sense, all that negative energy, all that pain, all that suffering in there, it makes sense. I mean, you you mentioned a mass grave of children. I mean, that's just... And then, um person burnt to death in a bathroom, and uh, where is it, the masquerade, disabled children, yeah, burnt to death in a bathroom, the story of uh, Huey McIntyre, which is just terrible, his parents decide, you know, you, you adopt him, then you decide you don't want him, so you just send him to a place that he doesn't even belong, and meanwhile, he's also in that, he's taking up a bed that somebody, that would need it you know it's like if there's only so many beds in a place and they just sent them because they decided they didn't want we well, should adopt them in the first place if you're not sure don't adopt a child if you yeah if there's a chance that you might not want that child <laughs> I mean it just oh it just makes me it, it makes me feel sick I mean yeah this was a great choice i i thought the maternity ward that's that one baffled me i have that like because i take notes as you're you know we both do yeah. talk and we take notes and that one i have underlined like a hundred times because i'm just it baffles me that within a mental institution regardless even if it was like state-of-the-art and we treated it like we treat mental you know patients nowadays It'd be a weird thing to have a maternity ward in that kind of hospital. It just, so, yeah. And and then the other thing, less than half of the nurses were qualified. So basically, you just got random people off the street doing nurse Mm -hmm. stuff. That'd be like me doing nurse stuff. Like, I have no business doing nurse stuff. But, like, it's, oh, oh boy. Great choice. Great choice. thank
1: you It it makes me it makes me think so i have um so i had he, he passed away some years ago i had an uncle um uh, pete who was severely autistic and he was born um i think like like late 60s if i'm not mistaken but he was he for a while like during the week would go to would like live out of the house for learning and stuff like that and i'm just I think about how scary it would be. I know, obviously, this one close to 2002. I don't know how long the abuse lasted, but... I'm, I'm just so happy to think that he landed at the spot that he did rather than, like, 20 years earlier. Because that, that would have been him. And that yeah. is it's so scary to think of. That's awful. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Alright. Well... Have you got anything else on the Lennox Castle Hospital? I think
2: that is it.
1: Yep. That's All right. It. I believe I believe you have our encounter beyond strange then.
0: Ah, uh, you survived just long enough for our encounter beyond strange.
2: I do, and this week I'm going to be talking about the Prestwick Airport encounter of 1999. Um, and this incident or encounter is a strange one because it's super well known. It, it's, it, you, you, you do a Google search, it'll pop up just references to this. People know of it in the public and everything. But There's not a ton of detail to it and it's very bizarre because it is super popular one But you can't find too many too much specifics. It took me a while to, uh, to Just kind of get the gist of what was going on here And there's a possible reason for it that I'm going to discuss but very bizarre for one to be so well known but not much known about it so The Prestwick Airport is also known as the Glasgow-Prestwick Airport airport, and is Scotland's 5th busiest airport, but is the country's largest in terms of land area. It serves the west of Scotland, located 1 nautical mile northeast of the town of Prestwick in South Ayrshire, and 32 miles southwest of Glasgow. This airport serves that urban cluster surrounding Eyre, uh, which includes Kilmernock, Irvine, Androssan, Troon, Saltcoats, Stevenstons, Kilwinning, and of course Prestwick. Okay, so that's all you really need to know about the airport. Let's get into the fun stuff. So, leading up to this incident in February 1999, um, in the preceding years of the February 1999 Presswick Airport incident, there was a very large uptick in UFO sightings in Scotland. Anything and everything from blinking lights in the sky to full-on abductions were being reported with a great deal of frequency and it seemed that many aircraft pilots were seeing and experiencing odd things into in the sky prior to the Presswick incident there were pilots claiming to see odd shaped crafts flying in their airspace or even being followed by these strange uh, crafts some of these witnesses were even Royal Air Force members and I believe you actually even earlier this season talked about um, you know an aircraft I think it was the season being followed so the Presswick Airport incident in February of 1999 an air traffic controller had an unexplained object pop up on his radar Confused but intrigued, he first asked other con- era, uh, controllers if they were seeing this and if there should, should be any aircraft in this area. When uh, they answered, yes, they see it, and no, there should be no craft in that airspace, he began to track it. He observed as it headed towards Belfast at an extremely high speed. According to this uh, air traffic controller, it seemed to be going 50 miles in one minute. So that's 300 miles per hour. Damn fast. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Another account I saw said it was maybe a little over a thousand miles per hour, but according to this witness, it was, yeah, 50 miles a minute. Before reaching Belfast the craft or object just suddenly disappeared off of their radar. So then they contacted the Royal Air Force and other governmental agencies to let them know what they had just witnessed. After all, this could be a spy plane from a non-friendly country. Well, This led to an extensive investigation by the Royal Air Force Defense Staff. Um, to which they impounded thousands of hours of radar tapes from the Prestwick Airport as well as a number of other airports around the UK but nothing really ever came of their investigation Well, at least publicly Um, these the tapes were never given back to the airports ever again they never commented publicly on it for some reason uh, there's not a ton more here, but I did read a report that possibly some fishermen on a fishing trawler may have seen the craft object that the radar picked up around the same. So around the same time as the Preswick incident, these fishermen claimed to see a large, shiny, uh, shiny saucer-shaped craft in the sky, but. I cannot confirm as to whether it was definitively the same object, but there is a small number of people that believe that it possibly could because it was relatively around the same time. Um, like I said, there's not much more here. I, and For me, I believe it has to be because they impounded the tapes and then just went radio um, silence, radio silent on it afterwards but really strange encounter like i said it's super well known i i bet if you walk down the street i'm probably i bought a ten- heard of this incident but couldn't tell you more than like two sentences about it very strange and that is the Prestwick ends in- uh airport incident of 1999 i know it's short but i find it very intriguing
1: yeah no that's that's super interesting. I I love when you have something that is so very evidently widespread and, and known by a lot of people, but there's nothing. Yeah. It's
2: eerie. Yeah, it was. It, it, like, even re- researching it, yeah, at first I was getting discouraged. I almost was like, okay, maybe I should do something else. And then, you know, doing, like, deeper dives, I was, oh, finding little bits here and there. And, and, and that... All of a sudden almost made me more intrigued because why is there so little like why you know and uh, uh, yeah strange one here and then the fact that they thousands of hours and not just from this airport they they went to airports all around scotland and impounded yeah. tapes like it wasn't just this single airport which is very strange and then just to not say anything after you found imp- yeah. it, to even, it's even strange to just not come out and do a denial and be like, oh, we, we checked out the tapes and that was, you know, they could have easily said, oh, that that wasn't, in- that was us, the Royal Air Force, we were running a covert, you know, training session, something like that, you know, but to say nothing?
1: Yeah, it's Weird. very men in black. Like very, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's very creepy. I, I love, and there's been multiple now, uh, since we've been, he- been in Scotland and that the planes have been interacting or it, I should say it's been interacting with the planes. That's so that's got to be absolutely terrifying like I can't even I, I'm not a flyer. I don't want to I'm not a, I'm not good at the flying and stuff like that So I like, guess maybe I'd be extra scared, but it's like you're up there. Something messes with you. You go down like it's <laughs> that's, so, that's so scary
2: exactly uh, yeah it's got to be terrifying oh.
1: but well, that was a great choice and it it sometimes the short ones are some of the cooler ones honestly because there's a lot of mystery to it and it, it that in itself is a story and it's really cool
2: exactly yeah. Exactly.
1: great right. well have you got anything else for us
2: Hi, and that's it for me.
1: All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. We're so glad you made it out alive. Be sure to come back next week when a hunt brings us to the toll booth, Aberdeen. Until then, happy camping.
2: Thanks, guys.
1: They're all yours, boys.
0: As always, thank you for joining us. Come back next week, if you're brave enough. For those looking to take it one step further, be sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram. And check out our terrifying new website, too, sypopodcast.com and spread the word. Tune in on all the major platforms.